We're talking now about the suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down in US airspace by military jets on Saturday amid allegations that it was being used for spying. China denied these accusations, saying that they were monitoring the weather. So what exactly are spy balloons and what's the history behind them? Dr. Dennis Desmond is a lecturer, cyber intelligence and cyber crime investigations and University of the Sunshine Coast, and he joins us now. Good evening, Dennis. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So you must have looked at this with interest over the weekend. This is absolutely fascinating. Um, As a former intelligence officer, uh, one of the exciting things about intelligence is not just the collection, but it's trying to figure out what the other side is doing and why they're doing it. Uh, And this, of course, has really spun up a lot of experts, um, couch potatoes experts and observers all around the world trying to figure out why the Chinese did this and what they were intending. And (laughs) why did they do it? Uh, You know, it it may not just have been about intelligence collection. I mean, China has one of the most advanced intelligence collection capabilities in the world. They're direct and they're very aggressive in their approach. They use satellites and human collectors, uh, also cyber intelligence collection. But to actually put a balloon through uh, in the jet stream and trying to move it across the U.S. to collect possibly imagery, uh, radar signatures, uh, signals, electronic intelligence, um, seems like a very low-tech solution uh, to solve their problem. So it may have had a lot more uh, involved, such as perhaps propaganda, uh, spinning up the press and the opposing political party in the U.S., uh, maybe seeing how the U.S. Defense Department responded Uh, and what the capabilities are, maybe for the future, to deliver weapons platforms such as electromagnetic pulse, uh, chemical, biological, nuclear, whatever. So it's really hard to say what the intent was. Do they do weather research with balloons like this? Oh, absolutely. Everybody does. Um, But that's not to say that, you know, when you've got basically a, a, a platform that's carrying three packages the size of large buses uh, at, you know, within the visibility uh, of ground observers that it was necessarily a stray weather balloon, Um, especially the fact that uh, they were so quick to deny and then kind of change their uh, their tune after they were accused. So, Dennis, can, can you please describe the rest of this balloon, how big it was? And you're saying the size of buses and the platforms. How, how, how did they look as attached to the balloon? So it was it basically it would look like three um, what are called connexes or transport connex boxes uh, with a, um, uh, a mechanism basically to generate uh, electric power. And they was traveling at about 60,000 feet above ground. So it was way above, uh, say, air traffic uh, throughways, and uh, it was a pretty significantly sized package. And in terms of the, there's been some speculation that, uh, that that they knew what the weather patterns would be doing, and that it would catch the the airstream uh, to make it to make it look like it was a weather research balloon. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure it was, uh, you know, not coincidental that it happened to fly over some of the most sensitive uh, locations within the United States, including nuclear facilities, and that uh, it was able to uh, move across the U.S. unimpeded, uh, which, of course, you wouldn't want to shoot something that big down over uh, possibly um, uh, air traffic or uh, 
potentially impacting uh, ground observers because of the damage it might cause. So what kind of surveillance would it have been undertaking? What was it looking at? What did it pass over? Uh, It went over one of the major missile uh, locations in the United States and Montana and that region. And then, of course, um, I don't have the exact track, uh, but it likely was collecting uh, signals intelligence, uh, electronic intelligence along the path that it traveled. And are balloons for China a a common form of spy craft? Now, they're, they're, I mean, they're obviously within the arsenal. But, you know, China has one of the most advanced intelligence collection capabilities in the world. And they're extremely aggressive in their intelligence collection. Uh, They use satellites. uh, They have, uh, obviously, high-altitude aircraft. They have drones. They have a lot of different capabilities. Uh, So, again, it kind of begs the question as to whether this was actually just another intelligence uh, collection platform or if there were other reasons why it was released and sent over the U.S. Some kind of Trojan horse. Uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things that uh, you want to see how the U.S. reacts. I mean, it's certainly possible that uh, within China, maybe the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Uh, perhaps somebody got a little overly aggressive. They uh, were either unaware or did not believe that the U.S. State Department and Anthony Blinken would respond in the way that he did by canceling his trip, especially with China trying to uh, seek rapprochement with the U.S. and improve relations and trade. Uh, so it may be that someone was a little over aggressive in its release and didn't coordinate prior to its use. But again, uh, we may not know for a, for a while exactly what the intent was behind this. I believe that U.S. military officials have said that there was a second Chinese balloon that had been spotted over Latin America as well. So that was, uh, yeah, there, there's there been multiple reports. Some have said that it was actually a real U.S.-based weather balloon. Others have said that it was Chinese. Um, I haven't seen any definitive reports. They did state, however, that there have been previous balloon platforms that have gone across the United States um, under the previous administration, which were either not detected or not reported. And then again, there's been a lot of political politicization politicization uh, arguments about whether or not these balloons actually did exist. But the Defense Department is stating that they did, in fact, come across the United States and that their systems were not sophisticated enough to be able to identify because they have such a low radar signature, such as a flock of birds, they wouldn't normally trigger the types of defenses that NORAD would pick up in its airspace. Right. How did they take it out? Uh, They used an F-22 with an AIM-9 missile. Uh, It's the first use of an F-22 over the North American continent to actually take aggressive action against an object uh, and do an air-to-air fire. So uh, it was a a rather unique situation. What kind of missile is that? Oh, it's an air-to-air. It's an explosive warhead that took out the balloon. Uh, They did it off the South Carolina coast so that there would not be no ground debris that would impact uh, uh, any populated centers. And they had to wait until it was out over the ocean in order to take it out. I've seen some pictures of it coming down. It doesn't look that impressive, but, uh, you know, it's obviously quite some way up in the sky. But um, those big platforms that you're talking about, have they picked up any of that debris? They must have by now and been able to look at it. 
Yeah, they're in the process of recovering the debris, uh, which is probably spread out over several kilometers, and it will obviously take them quite a while to recover uh, the debris field. Uh, you know, and there's going to be a lot of value there because they're going to be able to identify the technologies, and they will be able to resolve once and for all whether it was an intelligence collection platform or merely a, a weather balloon that was uh, off course. And if it was the latter, do you think there'd be an official apology? Uh, I don't know that there will be an apology as much as an explanation, and I'm sure there will still be some posturing as to why it violated U.S. airspace. What would have been vice versa if it had been a U.S. airship over China? What would have been the reaction from China? Well, you know, the U.S. has, has had some issues in the past with that. Uh, remember the, the Gary Powers U-2 shoot down over Russia and, of course, the, uh, the E-3 that uh, was shot down um, as well collecting. I'm sure that there would be just as much um, posturing and uh, claims of intelligence collection and violating airspace. Uh, I mean, countries spy on each other all the time. This is nothing new. And, and in the scheme of things, this is not a unique activity. Uh, it's just that countries are a little more circumspect uh, and a little less obvious uh, unless they're trying to send a message to someone. Yeah, what is the message? So in your view, what was the message? We can do whatever we like? Yeah, you kind of get that impression when you see that it uh, actually made it through. And again, this is not the first time this has occurred. And the fact that, uh, you know, a China is pretty much going to do what it wants when it wants. And, uh, you know, the U.S. may not necessarily have the ability to respond in a rapid and efficient fashion uh, as it might like. So, Dennis, how long before we know what it was? Do you know? Well, it it may take a while. Uh, there's because, again, they have to recover the material. It has to be analyzed and they have to co do what they can to try to reassemble the material. And then there's the question as to whether or not they're going to back channel uh, through diplomatic channels with China and talk about whether or not they're going to release the information. So it may be a little while. Very good. Thank you very much for joining us with that explanation. Appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Dennis Desmond, a lecturer in cyber intelligence and cybercrime investigations at the University of the Sunshine Coast.